The Morning Coffee is a podcast recorded live slash streamed at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All articles used during the show are credited in the show notes below in the description. We hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? How's it going? Ryan here. Today, I bring you The Morning Coffee, episode three on this glorious Monday morning, October 29th, 2018. Uh, pretty long weekend that I had. I know that you guys haven't heard me since Friday talk and chat about gaming news. But uh, it was a good weekend. Played a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. To be honest, I've been borrowing a friend's console to play and stuff like that. So that's been pretty fun. Um, beyond that, though, a lot of TwitchCon type of stuff and Twitch stuff, which we'll briefly go over in this podcast. Um, I'm not going to go super in-depth with that. Um, just FYI, if you guys want to know my full review or full insight, uh, there will be an episode out tomorrow, uh, October 30th on my other podcast, Deep Thoughts Podcast, where me and my friend will be, um, talking about all TwitchCon related news. So just to get that elephant out of the room, didn't really want to talk about it too much, but, uh, we will go over briefly some of the stuff that happened on that pod. Uh, in this podcast, because I, I know some of you guys are mostly, um, yeah, <laughs> here for just this type of general news. And TwitchCon is definitely a big elephant in the room. Um, just a reminder for this podcast, at least, there will be no episode this Friday because I will be attending BlizzCon 2018 um, Friday morning. So keep that in mind as well that you guys will only get two episodes this week. But that just means that on Monday we come back with a pretty big episode because a bunch of Overwatch news is going to be talked about and discussed there. So keep that in mind as well. And then lastly, as always, just another reminder that we're on Spotify and iTunes. And you guys can check down in the description below of the show notes. If you guys are watching on Twitch or YouTube, you can also just scroll down and check out where you can uh, find the latest episode and stuff like that. And if for whatever reason can't find that, the show notes are available publicly, so you can check the show notes, but those should also be in the description as well. And those have links to the podcast as well. So remember to follow and subscribe on those two uh, applications because uh, you want to just have everything downloaded immediately. You don't have to worry about it. If you guys do follow on Spotify or iTunes, remember to give it a like or a review. And if you guys do do that, then uh, yeah, we'll give you a little shout out, etc., etc. So keep that in mind. So we have about three to... F we have actually a lot of articles today, but they're all fairly short articles. Um, and we got about six to seven topics to talk about, so we can just kind of jump right into them. Um, the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, though, before we get into this, and this isn't really in the show notes per se, but it is something that I do want to talk about and touch base on, is... Uh, we did have the TwitchCon 2018 keynote. And like I mentioned before, this is just going to be a quick rundown of everything that just happened. Uh, if you guys want to have detailed opinions or thoughts on it, remember to um, subscribe or check out my other podcast, Deep Thoughts Podcast, for a full review on this type of stuff. But um, we mentioned this before, but the TwitchCon keynote was uh, pretty short and um, pretty lackluster, in my opinion. Um, we didn't get any super major uh, updates when it came to Twitch itself. Uh, the last two years, they've announced uh, affiliate streaming, and I think the year before that, they announced uh, the Twitch Prime 
button, which were pretty big. Nothing super big this year. Um, in my opinion, it was things that were um, just life conveniences in general. And it, that's not too surprising. Uh, TwitchCon has become more and more just about a community meetup or a community hangout and just getting together to meet your favorite streamers and to see them IRL and to network or whatever. Um, so not not too many big announcements. Uh, everything that I predicted on this podcast and other various podcasts were wrong. Uh, I was predicting that they would, you know, finally push out uh, ad revenue to affiliates and stuff like that. And shocker, it didn't happen. Um, and, you know, ads is a controversial thing, so I'm not surprised that they didn't uh, announce that at the keynote or talk about it at all. So, but just a brief overview of some of the stuff that uh, came out. They are going to allow squad streaming or multi-streaming, which will be right built in right to the Twitch dashboard. That comes uh, sometime in 2019. They said maybe earlier than that, but who knows. Um, they have a highlight editor. It's being updated, and they're going to allow uh, clips to be stuck together, which is nice. Um, the front page is going to get relifted with an up-and-coming section uh, and also announcement tags. So if you guys don't already, you should probably be using those tags that are in your dashboard feature for anyone who streams out there. Uh, basically, they're curated tags that you can tag your stream with, and when someone searches something, then you will be able to find it. So for people who are uh, watching me on Twitch, I'm under Gaming News, Educational News, and Family Friendly, family friendly for this stream. So what that means is that if anyone on Twitch looks up or searches family-friendly in the search bar, uh, they could find my stream. Or if they say family-friendly talk show, they will find my stream, right? So there's um, just an easier way to curate that stuff. But I guess with the front page or the home page now, which I don't use personally, but maybe people new to Twitch do, or maybe some people still do regularly to find new content, uh, when they go to twitch.tv, they will see uh, sections for, let's say, up-and-coming streamer, affiliate streamer, or announcement streamer. And the, those are even family-friendly, let's say. And uh, those uh, tags are going to be used um, to put you onto the front page. And also, depending on the user and what tags they search for in their search algorithm, it will show up those streamers as well. So it's very reminiscent of, I would say, YouTube where on YouTube, your search results or what is on your front page of YouTube outside of your sub box, or your recommended, I guess you could say, is based on what you searched and what you've liked and how long you viewed things. So Twitch is starting to slowly get to that point as well, which we kind of knew was going to happen with the whole tag system. Uh, they also announced that sub badges were um, basically just um, total number of months you have been subbed and not consecutive. So if you do break a sub streak, let's say at two years, you come back and you resub, you'll still have your two-year badge. Uh, bounty boards is pretty huge. They announced that basically in November they're opening up bounty boards to partners and to some affiliates. Basically, if you guys didn't know, bounty boards was in beta for a while. And essentially what that is, is you um, they will curate certain games to you from certain game studios. And so I've seen examples of Play Magic the Gathering for two hours, get $150 if you have over... 50 viewers, let's say. Uh, if you don't re reach that 50 viewer mark for whatever reason, or you don't stream the length of time, you get less than the $150, let's say. That's just something that I'm throwing out there. Don't know if those are the actual pricing or numbers as well. But it's a good way for small affiliates, small partners, mid-range partners, to start building up a resume or start building up a portfolio for sponsored stream for sponsored contact uh, content. 
and be able to push their brand deal even further. Uh, and lastly, Twitch announced their own game called Twitch Sings, which is in conjunction with Harmonix, where we're basically going to be able to do karaoke type of streams right from Twitch itself, which not surprising. A lot of streamers do like karaoke style streams, so that will be pretty interesting as well. Um, I've got longer notes than this and that you see on the screen currently, and I have more thoughts about this, obviously, but we're saving this for the next podcast episode. So if you guys want to go listen to that or go listen to my full reviews, you can go check that stuff out. But uh, yeah, had to get that out of the way because I know that would be the big elephant in the room. It's like TwitchCon was this week, BlizzCon's next week. We need to talk about this type of stuff. So we'll be talking BlizzCon and initial thoughts on that as well as well as advice about BlizzCon or your first convention on Wednesday's episode of Morning Coffee. So, with that being said, let's move on to our next article. Pretty short article, but uh, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2, so it was something that kind of struck uh, a chord with me when I read this. But all the treasure map and uh, solutions slash locations are now available on uh, IGN's website through their wiki. Now, I don't condone cheating, and I don't condone this type of stuff, but if you are stuck on one, there is a location for where you can go. Uh, obviously, every, this is pretty spoiler-heavy. I'm not going to try to spoil it for any of you audio listeners out there. But yeah, there's a picture-to-picture -picture guide on how to find all this stuff, as well as videos on where to find those treasures. And um, yeah, pretty helpful if you do get stuck. I've been playing uh, a while now, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Like I said... Um, Earlier, I've been uh, playing, and uh, it's been pretty enjoyable. I'm trying to beat it as fast as possible because I am buying, or I did buy the game, but I'm borrowing a PlayStation from a friend currently. So it is one of those things where I'm going to have to beat it as soon as possible, and uh, that is proving to be a little difficult because the game is super, super massive. But uh, overall, I've been able to push through the main story quite a bit, I believe. And I should be done sometime in the next few days. So if you guys haven't already, don't know what you're doing, go get If you don't have a console, I feel bad for you. They have uh, seen that uh, in the data for Red Dead, uh, console versions at least, they have found PC specs in there and PC stuff, indicating that there will be some type of form of crossplay, hopefully. So um, hopefully it ends up coming out soon for PC. But if you guys didn't remember, GTA V took about two years. <laughs> To be able to be released on uh, PC. So we might be in for a long run here. But uh, overall, great game. I uh, highly recommend playing it. Um, yeah, been enjoying it so far. We'll see if I burn out of it or whatever. Um, but I do think that it's one of the games that uh, has been living up to the hype at least this year. So if you guys want to check out those treasure map solutions, last locations, go check that article. Out. And like I mentioned, as always, all the articles are linked in the show notes below. Uh, next up, we have something for WoW. If you guys didn't know, the WoW Classic Beta is coming out uh, pretty soon. It should be out by um, November 2nd, the first day of BlizzCon. Uh, and if you guys didn't already know, you can buy a virtual ticket for BlizzCon and be able to get access to the World of Warcraft Classic Beta, or Vanilla Beta. 
Uh, we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but just to go over it very quickly, it's pretty limited. You start uh, level 15, you go to level 19. There's a queue of about, there's a time limit for the beta, and I think it's about three to four hours, and then you are kicked from the client or the beta so that they can cycle more people in, obviously, and get as many people as possible to be able to try out and play the beta. So, because of that, though, a YouTuber has broken into World of Warcraft Classics World a week early. So the demo for World of Warcraft Classic is due to launch next week, but one YouTuber has managed to sneak into its version of Azeroth early by using an emulator. The YouTuber called Dodgy Kebab told Eurogamer that the demo client for the game had leaked on various Discord channels. Normally it wouldn't be usable, but he was able to get into the game using a sandbox emulator, which stops it connecting to Blizzard servers, but instead of but Blizzard servers, instead connecting it to a program running on a PC. Using this method doesn't create a perfect copy of what the demo will be. There are no NPCs or quests, for example, because those are obviously uh, server-side, but uh, Dodgy was able to run around the game world and make the video above, comparing its visuals to those of vanilla World of Warcraft in 2005. You can see the changes in textures and line between the two versions, as well as differences in the menus, and you'll also be able to hit a classic button to revert World of Warcraft back to what it looked like 13 years ago. So there is a video that is linked in the article, so you guys should definitely go check it out or whatever, but I think for a lot of you guys... Um, you will know what World of Warcraft looks like back in the day. Uh, it's kind of interesting, though, to... I guess playing World of Warcraft for so long, uh, more than 10-plus years of my life, it's interesting to see that some people have never experienced Classic WoW and that this is going to be something that's totally new and different for them. So for me, it's like, oh, I remember this is very good memories. For some, for some people, it's going to be like, what the heck? This is so different. Um, because with Cataclysm, they ended up changing the whole vanilla world. So go check out that video and let me know what you guys think, though, when it comes to uh, World of Warcraft Classic. And it'll be super fun to play and test it out on stream as well. So that's something that we'll definitely be getting into next week on, uh, on stream, as well as with gaming. Okay, next up, we do have a new Black Ops for Zombies in Black Market update and the full patch notes. If you guys didn't know, I was able to recently acquire a copy of Black Ops 4, and I've been playing and enjoying it for a while now. Uh, they've been uh, updating it, which has been nice. Obviously, there's still a few issues that I have with it. I'm not a big patch notes guy, especially for random games, but I just thought it would be a good time to be able to just discuss and talk to you guys about my initial thoughts on Black Ops 4. Uh, I did get it pretty late. I got it around uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday last week, something like that. Uh, so I've only been playing it for a few days. Um, it's a pretty fun game. I haven't really delved much into the blackout part of it, but I have been playing a lot of zombies with friends, which has always been fun. Reminds me of a Left 4 Dead 2 type of vibe. And uh, I have been jumping into a lot of the multiplayer, but with multiplayer, I usually play hardcore. I don't really play the normal multiplayer there. So... It's been pretty fun. I've been really enjoying it a lot. And, um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. So far, so good. Um, I don't know how much longer I'll be playing it, though, but it is going to be a nice game to just kind of jump into and dive into when I want to play a Call of Duty game and, you know, just kind of casually mess around and play in it. I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. The last COD I actually owned was Black Ops 1, and I feel like everyone owned that, and that was for Xbox back in the day in like 2000 
nine, ten, whenever that game came out. So it's been a while, but uh, overall, I have been enjoying the game, and I can't say anything bad with it. But um, you know, my experience is unique. I don't buy a Call of Duty every year or even every two years. It's been almost like seven or eight years. So for me, waiting this long and get jumping back in the game, like, wow, there's so many changes, there's so many new things, there's so much differences and variances in the game. Uh, comparatively to when I last played, but for, I think, people who have bought the game every single year, it might be a bit different. I do want to jump into the Blackout mode, though, which is their BR to try that out a little bit more, and I'll probably, you know, talk to you guys and let you guys know how that goes uh, in an upcoming episode when uh, when I do get, uh, when I do jump in there, but I'm not a guy who plays BR's uh, solo queue. I like to play um, duos or squads with friends, so yeah, I haven't been able to jump into that at all yet. <laughs> Uh, coming up next, though, we do have uh, kind of a weird article that I thought was just interesting and just really shows the growth potential of this crazy game. But Fortnite just announced that uh, they're going to be getting uh, Funko Pop uh, toys as well as Nerf gun toys in the next uh, coming year or so. Uh, it, it's very just surprising how big Fortnite has come culturally. Uh, in the gaming world and branching out into mainstream media. Whether you guys enjoy Fortnite or hate Fortnite, uh, you know, it it is popular for a lot of reasons. It is a free-to-play game on any console that you guys own and for PC as well, even mobile and iPad. And uh, it's just a very polished, fun game that doesn't feel like a free-to-play game. I've made this comparison a lot, but, um, you know, it feels like one of those games where um, it doesn't feel like a free-to-play game, right? League of Legends is like that. It doesn't feel like a free-to-play game. It feels like a game uh, that is really solid as well. So, uh, a Nerf Fortnite AR Blaster is coming uh, next year, apparently. Uh, and according to the article from IGM, the weapon has flip-up sights, rapid-fire motorized blasting. It comes with 20 elite darts and runs on four AA batteries, which are not included, and will sell for 50 bucks. Uh, which is actually kind of expensive, to be honest, for Nerf guns. Uh, and it will be launched on June 1st, 2019. Um, they also, along with that, announced Funko Pop toys. Uh, some of the skins are going to be coming out, and they're going to have, like, slurps and chug jugs and, uh, you know, impulse grenades and stuff with them as well, as well as keychains and other various sizes of them. Uh, so those will be coming out as well. Uh, it's pretty crazy um, to think that Fortnite is just that big. Um, and kind of just along that side of the of news, you know, whether you love him or hate him, I have a great respect for Ninja and what he's been doing for the community as well as on Twitch. Um, I know that he has a lot of haters and he has a lot of people who love him. and is, He kind of tends to trend towards a younger audience. Uh, for me personally, though, you know, I don't really anyone i can see why people dislike him and stuff like that or hate him but you know he's a streamer he's an entertainer the entertainment might not be for you for me it's nice uh, i tend to go to more of a fam family friendly type of stream uh so i enjoy watching him from time to time and it's been really cool to see him really branch out into i think the mainstream media and i think that whether you guys like i said hate him or love him um, I think it's really good that he's the one that's kind of representing Twitch in a way. Uh, I would prefer him over a number of other streamers, right? At least he keeps it clean. 
Uh, he's a very good, high-intensive, skilled player as well, for the most part, which is also debatable to people, but hey, he's good at the game. <laughs> um, at least way better than me, so... But, uh, you know, he's been doing collabs with Drake and Marshmallow and all these other people, Mark Cuban and all these people. But, you know, he also announced that uh, he's going to be coming out with a compilation album, which I think is interesting. Pretty much an album of music um, where it's basically music that he, not he himself is performing, but his company, Team Ninja, is going to be producing and coming out with an album that's going to have a compilation of songs uh, from people he's played with. Um, so... I thought that was really interesting. He didn't really give many details, and this news came up, kind of came out randomly out of TwitchCon, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting, uh, just from a panel he was doing. But basically, like, you know, like Marshmallow will make an exclusive song for this album and stuff like that, like people he's duoed with and played with. And so, once again, just crazy new stream revenues are coming out for Twitch um, streamers and for Ninja himself. And I respect him a lot for really trying. I feel like in pushing and breaking through that barrier of gaming and mainstream media and really blending it. Uh, this year especially, I've said this is <laughs> this before as well, but this year especially, um, it does really feel like this is the year that Twitch is probably going to be blowing up and becoming bigger. Uh, it's very reminiscent of when Twitter first came out and people weren't really using it, and then celebrities got on Twitter, and everyone, there was kind of like a huge spike, and people were playing it a lot. So, love or hate Fortnite, love or hate Ninja, love or hate any of those type of games, but you know, I do want to show respect to that community, because without them, I don't think Twitch would be where it's at today, and the growth that it's had over the last year. So, just wanted to touch base on that really quick. Next up, we have another article from Blizzard, and this was kind of uh, super random, but with BlizzCon right around the corner, they announced uh, a Blizzard eSports app that keeps you on top of your league map. So I thought this was interesting. Uh, Blizzard, for the last four to five years, has really been pushing eSports a lot. I think they finally got up on the ball of what they've been trying to do with eSports, etc. cetera. Uh, as you know, they've not been very good eSports company every once in a while, but there is a free-to-download app called the Blizzard eSports app, um, and it's for iPhone and Android as well. Uh, pretty much just news articles, headlines, and stuff like that from uh, Blizzard themselves. Uh, it's pretty much just an RSS feed catcher when it comes to, but filters it out so that it only shows eSports type of stuff. A lot of the, the news on the app you can already find if you just go directly to their website or have an RSS feed, but for most people, they don't. So it filters out all that stuff and just shows you the eSports, as well as uh, has a way so that you can see your schedule. And you can favorite and like certain games or whatever to curate that, right? So you can say, I only want to see Overwatch news. I only want to see Hearthstone. I only want to see this or that or that. Obviously, you can see all the games uh, that are on here as well. But you can also say, hey, I'm really interested in Hearthstone, Heroes, Overwatch, this type of stuff. You only give me notifications for that. Uh, and then it'll also show uh, just where you can catch everything, as well as um, a schedule of like what is playing or what is on from those games that you selected. So it'll show you WoW and Hearthstone and whatever you've curated. And uh, if you also, uh, it's highly recommended that you log into the Blizzard, uh, your Blizzard Battle.net account, be able to link stuff through there so that you could, uh, yeah, just stay up more up to date 
with the game itself. But uh, overall, pretty cool little app. Go download it. It is free for everyone, and uh, probably going to be some big pushes to it, I'm assuming, uh, in the future. But the app is clearly meant to reel people into the Blizzard universe, and there's also no tablet support for the app. But it's, you know, it's useful enough. It's free to download if you're even moderately interested in some type of esports and want to know when the latest games are coming out and all that stuff. So that is uh, that for that article. Remember to download that Blizzard esports app. Uh, last article for uh, this Monday morning that I wanted to talk about is if you guys didn't know, Sony revealed their PlayStation Classic game lineup. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Sony, uh, Sony has been uh, i guess they kind of copied nintendo if you guys didn't know nintendo had an nes and a super nes classic where it was basically just a um uh super nintendo or an nes that ran an official emulator on it of games that were preloaded onto it so that you could play um you know classic games or whatever on it and uh playstation is going to be doing the same thing with a playstation classic so if you guys didn't know, uh, the PlayStation Classic is a mini console that is coming out, um, like I said before, and it's going to be $100 for this console or whatever. It's mini because it's about a third of the size of the original PlayStation or whatever. So for the price of 100 bucks, you'll be able to get um, two controllers plus the console as well. The gamepads are full-size replicas of the original PS1 controllers with no... Uh, uh, with no dual shock, so keep that in. Uh, it also appears to be totally encased in plastic. Uh, I'm not really sure how the build quality is, but uh, there's a ton of games that are coming through uh, with this, and it's pretty interesting. So um, the the li game list for North America includes a variety of games, and then Japan's list um, a lot more games that are to that region so a lot of uh rpg games and stuff like that so a uh, handful of games that are coming to the playstation classic we have battle arena cool borders 2 destruction derby final fantasy 7 of course so you know that's going to sell it just so that people can play that uh grand theft auto intelligent cube jumping flash metal gear solid another classic mr driller Oddworld, great game uh rayman great game Resident Evil's Director's Cut, great game. Uh, Revelations, Ridge Racer, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, classic game. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, another classic game. And Twisted Metal. So, like I said, the console will go for $99. There's some really good games on this list or whatever. Uh, I really, really like most of these games or whatever, like, um, I would totally buy it for Final Fantasy VII, Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear Solid, Rayman, Resident Evil, uh, Revelations, Persona, even uh, Tekken Three, Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal. So even from in Wild Arms is pretty cool too. Like I could justify for sure all of the games that are coming out for the PlayStation Classic. So it's a hundred bucks, but I know that it's going to be super hard to get one of these. Things. You know, if anything with the NES and Super NES thing has told me anything, it's going to be pretty hard to grab and snag these uh, PlayStation consoles. And hopefully they'll come out with more of them after the initial launch, but we'll have to see what happens. But overall, really uh, looking forward to this. And I'll update you guys if I see anything else or if I end up buying one for myself. So, yeah. 
Uh, anyway, guys, that was the last article for today. I know that I said that it was going to be a pretty short episode. And nothing really uh, super major has come out. Um, but, yeah, thanks for hanging out. And thanks for um, chilling with me on this episode of Morning Coffee. I do appreciate it, guys. And I do appreciate all the support I've been getting from this going solo and doing my own podcast, uh, you know, three times a week. So it's been super fun. Um, as always, though, you can find uh, the official podcast Twitter at uh, Morn Coffee Pod on Twitter. You can also just uh, find me, Ryan, at twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. And that's pretty much the same as everything else. So it's Ryan Kubo, all underscore, or all lowercase, no underscore, one word. So that's twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo, twitter.com Ryan Kubo, instagram.com slash Ryan Kubo. I don't promote this a ton because I don't think a lot of people have a need for it. But if you do want to check out the VODs for anything, you can go to youtube.com uh, Shigeos, that's S-H-I-G-E-O-S, Twitch TV, all lowercase as well. If you want to check out the VODs, see what I look like, etc., etc., or just want to watch on YouTube, go check out the YouTube as well. Uh, it's also, um, if you guys are audio listeners right now, the YouTube is almost immediately updated, whereas Spotify and iTunes take um, a few hours. So for whatever reason, if you want to check the episodes immediately once they come out, then you can go and do so as well. And like I mentioned, go follow my Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ryan Kubo. Uh, I stream all the podcast episodes live. So we have one podcast episode a day, Monday through Friday as well as gaming streams sprinkled here and there throughout the week. So go follow there as well if you want to come in, hang out live, listen to the recording live. And we also talk before and after the stream as well. So that's some stuff that you miss out from the recording. But uh, yeah, besides that, guys, that is it for this episode. Thanks so much for hanging out once again. And I'll see you guys on Wednesday morning. Take care, guys. <laughs>